0: Hey friends, welcome back to Flourishing in Faith. I'm Alexis Glass, and if you're on your daily walk, drive to work slash school, or simply just making dinner, I pray these conversations bring glory to God and draw you closer to him. I decree that your relationship with Jesus will flourish and faithful for it will be the evidence of that. Alrighty. I'm very excited for this week's podcast episode. I have a wonderful special guest, Cameron Dobbs, on the podcast today. Um, I'm very excited. She's a speaker, an author, a podcaster, and social media influencer, but also, most importantly, she is a wonderful woman of God, and I'm so proud to have her on my podcast. We also did a podcast episode on her podcast, and I will link all links down below of the podcast that we did on her podcast, but She just shares her story and shares what God is teaching her in this season, and also what he has taught her through the podcast and the inspiration behind her social media platforms. So I'm very excited to get on to this episode, and without further ado, here's Cameron. Hey, Cameron. Hello, Alexis. It is so nice to have you on the podcast. Friends, if you do not know Cameron, Cameron is a podcast host, author, journalist, and speaker and overall an incredible woman of God and I'm so happy she's on this podcast today to encourage you guys and just to share her story and we're so excited so if you are just coming on um you don't know who Cameron is we're going to introduce her in a second but also we did a podcast on her um podcast play where the feet are go 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 to the podcast if you have it after this podcast is over go and check out the podcast episode that we did on her podcast as well it will be linked in the show notes below Cameron introduce yourself to all of our friends here
1: sure well I'm so excited to be on as Alexis just said we just recorded the podcast that's dropping on my podcast you guys can go find it now But I say that to say we are just having a good old time on this Thursday night because we are just talking about life and Jesus and trusting God in seasons. And it's been so, so fun so far. And I've had to trust God in a lot of seasons of my life. So a little bit about me is kind of the gist of maybe I'll start very surface level, level. So what I do for a living or what I do with my life now is I talk for a living. That's what I tell everyone, because that's the easiest way to first explain it, because uh, I do a lot of things. So I talk for a living in many ways, shapes and forms. My full time job, my quote unquote full time job is I'm the manager of sponsorship content and on air host for the Miami Hurricanes and Legends, which is the biggest mouthful ever. But basically, that means I work a lot as a team reporter for the Miami Hurricanes, the University of Miami Hurricanes Athletic Department. I cover all 18 teams at the U, storytelling, highlighting different athletes, highlighting stories within the department, and then also working with sponsorships. So, for example, this morning, we did a sponsor shoot and community service event with Wawa and Second Spoon. We went to go feed the homeless in downtown Miami, sponsored all by Wawa. We got food from them for free. We're able to feed the homeless, took a ton of athletes with us. And then I was able to mic up some people, record some interviews and highlight the whole thing in a social media piece. So super fun things like that. I get to do with my job. And then outside of that full-time job, I still keep talking, and so I do ACC Network color commentating with ESPN and Hurricanes Volleyball, covering volleyball matches all fall season. I also do sports reporting. I do a lot of in-game hosting from Hurricanes women's basketball to Miami Marlins MLB games to Miami Hurricanes baseball games, and then I do a lot of speaking engagements. Athletes have my heart, and so I do a lot of college athlete talks fellowship of christian athlete visits all across the country talking to those people and more of course as well high schools middle schools even elementary schools which has been a hoot and a half and then in addition to that, I do have my own business on the side called Play Where Your Feet Are, and that encompasses a lot. So we have everything from merchandise to a book, to a podcast, to those speaking engagements, coaches, coaching clinics, clinics, camps, all the things, social media platforms, and I'm probably leaving something out, but so much more. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell, talking all the time, a lot about sports, a lot about ministry, and merging the two in most of what I do as well.
0: So cool. <laughs> so cool. Like, when I found – let me tell you what. Cameron DM'd me, and I was like, to click on her page, and I was like, how does she not – famous, already famous? <laughs> like, Cameron, she's incredible. Like, y'all need to go follow her on social media, um, and we'll link all that below but she's incredible. And I do believe that God is using her platform and even just the platform that she has with all of her speaking engagements to just spread Jesus' name, but also just bring positivity and bring joy into the the places that, you know, sports programs and sports, different things like that, and bringing the, the love of Jesus into those places. And God is just using her. I'm very excited for, you know, where God's going to place you and where he's going to do for you. Um, so I like to add ask this for every guest that's come on the podcast. What is currently God teaching you in this season?
1: Oof, good question. So I think God's teaching me a lot, but specifically kind of around the same concept or aspect. And I think that's also though, because I'm seeking to learn and grow in that area. So for background or context, my words of the year this year is, or are, rest and prepare. And so those two words are kind of setting my tone for this entire year that I'm trying to learn to be better at resting because I'm awful at it. And then I'm also working to prepare. And a lot of that is quite honestly to prepare it to be a wife. Now, if you don't know me. I am totally single, so don't think like I'm engaged, I'm close to being married, none of that, no, but I'm starting building those habits now, and it's in so many different ways, shapes, and forms, so from making my bed every single day, to having the dishes clean in my house, to cleaning the house overall, to coming home from work and not just rushing into more work with play where your feet art, but actually spending time with my roommate, who's one of my best friends and just being able to talk to her and ask how her day is, because that's what I want to do when I have a husband at my house too. And so just building those habits early on, but in all of that too, I also have a mindset of this year. And it's a phrase that I, it's really a prayer that I continually repeat over myself. And that prayer is if God's not in it, I don't want it. If God is in it, I believe he will bring it to me. And if he's not bringing anything at the current moment, then I just need to steward what I already have because that in and of itself is already an answered prayer. Wow. And so much of that is, I mean, I I say that to myself on a daily basis. And the meaning or purpose behind that is because the word of the year that I actually am trying to get rid of in my life is pressure. I am trying to lose so much pressure this year, pressure to feel like I should be somewhere else in my career, pressure to feel like I should already be married. I should be having kids pressure to be in a different season, whatever it might be just pressure in my life. And so I'm trying to have this outlook this year of just to stop striving so much in a way. And I, and I say this with a grain of salt, almost and I think if you know me, you know, it's with a grain of salt because I work so hard. I work my butt off day in and day out. I was a college athlete, a college coach. Like I am taught from day one to grind and that's good, but it's also good with balance. And that's Mm -hmm. where that rest comes in. That's where that prepare comes in. And that's where that losing the pressure comes in too. And so losing so much of thinking that I need to do everything on my own, and trusting God through the process. Mm -hmm. I was at a wedding in December and I was talking to a friend of mine. It was a big like church wedding. It was someone at our church got married. So it's like all church people there and it's the best thing ever. And so we're sitting at the table talking and she's asking me about, you know, my life and what I'm doing and just catching up. And she's like, like, do you ever sleep? Do you ever rest? Like any of this? And this clearly convicted me because now one of my words of the year is rest. But she told me, she was like, can you imagine though? what it's going to be like when it's you not just killing yourself and stretching yourself thin to have all these accomplishments, to have all these doors open, and God just opens them anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine how it's going to feel when you're in a season of rest, yet he brings these opportunities? And I was like, shoot, like, that's really convicting that it's just so much, it's all about God. Mm -hmm. And if God's not in it, I don't want it. And so I don't want to force myself into getting an opportunity or into being in a space that I shouldn't be in, in the first place. And just trusting him more in this season of my life that, Hey, like if he's not in it, I don't want it. And if he's going to, if he is in it, I believe he's going to bring it to me in some way, shape or form. Not necessarily that he's going to plop it to me on a silver platter, but he's going to present the opportunity to me. Yes. I'm still going to work hard in the meantime. And if nothing is coming in the meantime, I'm just going to play where my feet are. I'm going to steward the season that I'm in, take advantage, not just take up space and enjoy and have fun and just appreciate what I'm in because likely I've already prayed for this season anyway. This is an answered prayer that I'm walking through. So I think that's a big thing that I'm learning right now. And most recently I've been convicted by this scripture. It's Matthew 16, 24 through 26. And it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? And this is a scripture that I've heard time and time again. I've grown up in a Christian school, a Christian home, like went to church my entire life. So I've heard this many times, but just that ending of Like, what do you get when you gain the world and forfeit your soul? And I just think of, you know, I I work in a career in sports reporting and sports broadcasting where what I do as a full-time job is not directly tying into the Bible. It's not directly preaching every single day in my full-time job. Of course, you can shine your light and show Jesus Christ and what you do. But I, I just kept thinking like, here I am stressing so much about my next opportunity, my next job, whatever it's doing and whatever I'm getting into When it's like, I'm selling my soul with all this stress around it. And like, what am I gaining at the end of the day? What am I gaining? nothing, nothing at the end of the day. And so just appreciating more the seasons that I'm in playing where my feet are, which is funny. It's like, Oh, what are you learning most to play where your feet are? And that's what I do and everything I do, Yeah, Um, which is funny because people are like, Oh, you must be really good at it. And I'm like, no, I'm actually the worst at it in the world. And it's the biggest sermon to myself. And that's why I say it so much. That's why I do everything I do in that because it's the daily reminder to myself. So what is God teaching me in this season? At the end of the day, to trust him, to just trust him, to stop making it all about me and my efforts, but to simply trust him. If he's not in it, I don't want it. If he's in it, he's gonna bring it. And if he's not bringing anything, just to steward what I'm already in, because that's an answered prayer.
0: Oh, I love that. I love it. Um, I love it so much. This is so beautiful. Um, just speaking to like the part, like just that we need to stop this root. Like you know, it reminds me of that the book, the Ruthless Elimination yes. of Hurry it reminds me of that like we
1: that felt like a slap in the face to me by the way
0: <laughs> literally that that book I let me tell you what changed my whole perspective yeah. but let me tell you what like it reminds me of that book like we didn't re- release this hurryness, this like you know had to get to the next level next thing the next thing and the next thing and like you know I whenever I was I when I was in middle school I didn't think that what I'm doing now would be what I've been doing I thought that I'd be going to college and I thought that I'd be you know having a boyfriend by now I thought that you know I have a you know wonderful wonderful relationship and I'm like no girl you are so driving over here and you don't need a man and all that kind of stuff but I love how God's like preparing you right now for the husband you, you don't even have or you don't even have like see it in front of you but it's like faith in action but it's like God's really putting those desires in your heart for a reason and he's, you know, preparing you right now for the for the next seasons of your life that's coming ahead. Um, and that's so beautiful. And I think that speaks to the people that are even there's in that single in the season that, you know, there's purpose in where your feet are. There's this purpose in where your feet are right now in the season that you're you're in and that rest is so important for you in this season. And that may be different for everybody, but that is so incredible. And I'm so so proud of you, Cameron. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of what God's doing through you in this season. Um, I'm so funny. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm the kind of person that I love to rest. I could rest so much, but also be so unproductive in my resting. Um, And I like, I have to motivate myself to keep going. My motivation is the Lord and, you know, all these things that I'm doing. So yeah, I could totally see where you're at and I could totally see like the flip side of it as well. So wonderful. So next question I have for you is what sparked your motivation for your pages? I know if you don't know, Cameron has to pay her own personal page, but she also has the Play Where Your Feet Are page as well. So what sparked this motivation for all of this that you're doing right now?
1: Sure. Well, as mentioned, Play Where Your Feet Are is... A lot, you know, in a sense, you can almost say that it's kind of like a lifestyle brand, but it encompasses a lot. So it does the book, it's the podcast, it's the merchandise, it's the speaking engagements, um, encouragement, whatever it might be all through play where your Feed are. And so a little bit of that page is it's it's a one-stop shop for everything Play Where Your Feet Are. All of those things are are put on there and posted on there. And that's our that's our main thing. Like if I want to direct anyone to anything Play Where Your Feet Are, go to the Instagram page first. We put all of it most recently updated onto there, and then it'll guide you to all the other platforms too. But the most motivation behind the page, it wasn't really like to start the page in a way. It was more so just my story, to be quite honest. My story is so much rooted in play where your feet are. And the gist of that phrase is to do your best and be your best no matter what, no matter where. And to understand that you can live a life full of living amidst any and all circumstances. You can live your best life whether you are on the top of the mountain thriving or at the pit of the valley, just barely being able to crawl up either way. And also understanding on that note that any position you're in has impact and purpose. So Mm -hmm. if you're the CEO of this fortune 500 company, you got impact and you got purpose in that position, but Hey, if you are the youngest intern at that company, getting everyone coffee, Same thing goes. You still have purpose and impact. If you're a freshman versus a senior, whatever it might be, you have impact and purpose in every position that you're in. It's just so much intentionality that we must work with to make sure we're using it, to make sure we're taking advantage and not taking up space, to not waste today waiting for tomorrow. So that's what play where your feet are is. And for me, that came into play Play. Fun word on playing on the words, LOL, but play where your feet are. That phrase quite literally came from my mother and mother knows best. So for sure. My, uh, for sure, my mom always grew up or I always grew up with my parents, you know, dropping me off at tournaments, going to club practices, things like that. As I was growing up as an athlete, my entire life. And I played volleyball at the university of Miami in college. I also coached as well. So I I have a big athletic background. My entire family is like all college athletes. It's just, I am a sports girl through and through. I love sports so much. Um, And so I grew up going to all these practices very competitively and seriously from the time I was 12 years old. And so I would always be dropped off. And my parents were those parents that would give these parental pep talks in the car. They always had something to say, some little (laughs) tidbit, some little motivational thing. And I was the type of person, an athlete though, that was like in the zone. Like I, I honestly didn't want to hear it. And I probably gave a little bit of attitude, a little too much, but I was just in the zone. I wanted to focus and I wanted to go do my job on the volleyball court. And so, so much of this would go in one ear and out the other for eight years of my life playing club volleyball, hearing these speeches until my life drastically changed on September 7th, 2019. And the story there in short is basically that I was the it girl and I had my life together and I had a plan. I was a captain and a starter on the Hurricanes volleyball team. I was living my best life on the court, off the court. I was top 10% of my class at the entire University of Miami. I had all A's my entire life, 3.0 point or at a 4.0 GPA at that point. I was like president of FCA, Fellowship for Christian Athletes, a student in Oregon case. Campus. I was on the executive board of the student athlete advisory committee, both at Miami and at the ACC conference level. Like you name it. I had it. I was serving at church on several teams. I was an anchor and reporter on our competitive campus TV station. I was one year ahead of the game. I was set to graduate within just three years, get my master's my senior year while I was playing volleyball. Then I was going to go play professionally for several years, preferably in Eastern Europe where I've already played before go play pro, then come back to the States, build my way up to ESPN as a college football sign reporter. Like I had my life together with a plan and it sounded great. And it wasn't even like, like this was like, Oh, big dreams. Like, yeah, we hope you can do it. Like, no, that was legitimately like step-by-step plan of how my life was going to play out. And so They say, Proverbs 19.21, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Mm -hmm. And if you put it in our, our human society terms, that's basically like saying that you know, you can make your plans and then watch God laugh at them. (laughs) So it's it's the the Bible scripture and then the society scripture right there, but it's so true. And that's what happened to me because on September 7th, 2019, I actually endured my third brain injury within 12 months that pretty much stalled and shut down my entire life. It forced me to stop playing volleyball. It forced me to drop out of school And I lost everything in a blink of an eye with one bad block move on the volleyball court. I just literally became pathetic. And, and able to live. I, my parents questioned whether I'd be a fully functioning human being ever again. I went four months straight with 0% improvement, having severe symptoms of a concussion of a brain injury. And I had everything from headaches to dizziness, to nausea, sensitivity to light and noise. I walked around with sunglasses, earplugs, hats, and headphones for four months straight inside and outside, by the way. So I just look stuck up everywhere. Cause I'm wearing sunglasses, all the time. I have headphones (laughs) in, so I can't hear what people are saying. So I'm asking them to repeat themselves, but also I don't really care because my brain doesn't have the functioning power to keep up with conversations. I had anxiety. I had depression. I went to vestibular therapy, cognitive therapy, psychological therapy, all the things. And it was surely the worst time of my life. And so I go through this season, the NCAA, who's all the head of college sports ends up medically retiring me, saying, Oh, yeah, no, you're too much of a liability. We're not gonna let you play college sports again. So then I had to give up my career of playing professionally and even just my career in college. I can even finish that as a junior at the time with a promising season ahead of me. And I just went through this huge identity crisis of wondering who I who am I without my sport? Who am I? Like, like yeah. what, what is Cameron Dobbs if it's not the volleyball player? Because sure, I was successful in a lot of things, but I was also known as being an athlete. And so this was just this giant identity crisis that I faced. And through everything that I went through, all of a sudden, this phrase that my mom said, once upon a time growing up of playing where your feet are, came back into my mind and I realized, okay, on these days, the arena that I'm playing in looks different. Yeah. In fact, I'm not even playing anymore, but I can still play where my feet are. So I look back on my career and I see, Hey, if I'm a starter and a captain on the volleyball court, you bet your bottom dollar, I'm going to do my best and be my best. No matter what, no matter where I'm going to be the best volleyball player on that court. I'm going to be trying to get ACC awards, trying to have the best stats, all of the things But hey, if I'm sitting left bench, not even playing on the court, I'm going to still play where my feet are. I'm going to be the loudest cheerleader on the sidelines. I'm going to hype up my teammates. I'm going to call out the other team. I'm going to be so obnoxious. Whatever I got to do, I'm going to do my best and be my best no matter what, no matter where. Hey, guess what? If I'm injured and my exercise is now trying to walk on a treadmill at one to two miles per hour three times a week for 10 minutes a day. If, and only if my headache and heart rates could stand it, then fine. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play where my feet are, do my best and be my best. No matter what, no matter where, if I now am a coach for hurricanes volleyball, which I jumped on coaching staff after I medically retired and coached two seasons for the Miami volleyball team, I'm going to do the same. I might not be playing, but I can still play where my feet are. And understanding that playing where your feet are is doing your best and being your best but also understanding that your best one day might look different from your best another day. And there's a thing called grace for a reason, because even if you just look at it as an athlete, like I might dumbbell bench press my max at 70 pounds one day, but the next day I'm going to be sore. I probably won't be able to lift 70 pounds the next day. I might hit 65. I might hit 60, who knows, but that's okay. It's still my best. You know, if, if one day my best, when I'm having my severe concussion is just simply getting out of bed and walking and brushing my teeth and getting back in bed without having severe symptoms, without feeling like I'm going to faint. That's a win. That's playing where my feet are. And so, so much of my life has revolved around that. And that kind of merged into play where your feet are being something. And from there, you know, I started being a guest on podcasts, telling my story. The first time it actually ever came up, I wasn't even asked about, anything really. I think I literally ended the podcast with a guy saying like, you know what, you didn't ask for it, but I'm going to give you my best advice. And my best (laughs) advice is to play where your feet are. And all all of a sudden he was like, that's great. Like I'm writing that down. Like we're calling the podcast this. And I said it at the end of the podcast, like it wasn't even related to really this whole gist. And so from there, it kind of exploded and people just, it was the snowball effect of someone else hearing that podcast, me hopping on theirs and time after time again. And then my mom, once again, mother knows best, told me, she was like, I think you could kind of make something out of this if you want to. And I was like, you know what? You're kind of right. And so at the time, this was back in, like early 2020, which is funny because we just talked about how, you know, 2020 was kind of pivotal for you too, but it was Mm -hmm. early 2020 where I had already had the plans to write a book and to publish a book. And I had always thought about maybe doing a podcast because I had been a guest on many Mm -hmm. at that point. And then I was a broadcast journalist. Like I, I talk for a living. I do a lot of communicating anyway. God has given me this ability and trained me in it for years on years now to do this. And so the wheels kind of just started turning in my head of what this might could be. And so the idea, you know, as we've now progressed is that, Hey, like Play Where Your Feet Are is not just a podcast, it's a book. And it's not just a podcast and a book, but we also have merch. And it's not just those three things. We actually have speaking engagements where I can come to you in person and talk about this with you. And more than that, we have camps and clinics to where we can speak about sports and learn about sports, but also learn to play where our feet are at the same time. And just it has monopolized or not monopolized, I guess snowball effect. Once again, it is multiplied. There's the word. It's multiplied time and time again of of what it is. And so much of Play Where Your Feet Are is no matter what, no matter where. And so that's why we want everything we do to represent that. We want Play Where Your Feet Are to be something you can wear, some merch that you can wear that reminds you in that way. We want it to be something that you can listen to as a podcast or watch as a podcast on YouTube or Spotify, or maybe it's watching and seeing the interactions in person as I'm speaking to you at an event or college or a group, whatever it might be. Same thing, you know, whatever it's doing, we want you to read it too. However best you learn, no matter what, no matter where, you should be playing where your feet are. So we want to make sure that we're present in those spaces too. So that's kind of how Play Where Your Feet Are has evolved just through my story, through my passions, being able to merge my skills of what I've literally been trained to do now with my testimony, now with God's word, now with scripture, now with sports and sports ministry. So it's all combined into just this awesome platform that I love so much. I know it's impacting people and it's just, it really fires me up to be able to do it and serve in it in every way, shape or form and every day.
0: That is incredible. That is so, so, so incredible. And it reminds me of just Romans age 28. Like yeah. Literally he worked everything for good. He worked everything that you did for good. Yeah. And like even your your struggles, your injuries, your struggles, the times where you literally I'm I'm sure these hard times where you were literally bedridden. You know, he God had a word that he gave your mom and ultimately he gave you to speak to the people and speak to even yourself and to speak over yourself that you even speak over daily. Like you said, um, you know, I'm not perfect to play where your feet are. You know, it's a daily thing. And you yeah. you were talking about that. And that's something that um, the honesty and the vulnerability in that, and that people can see that you can play where your feet are everywhere everywhere and then no matter the highs and the lows of your life that motivates that can motivate you in a way that you know a lot of things can't because we were talking about in your podcast Cameron about how um so there's a difference between being where your feet are and playing where your feet are and I was like wow like that's so incredible but it's so true because you know there's a difference in that and that like you can be where your feet are and be stuck in that, in that place, or you can play where your feet are, that no matter if, like, like Cameron said, if she is on the bench, she is still, you know, just cheering the people on, and that that's the place where God has her in that moment, and that's something that we can all take from that, and that we can all play where our feet are, no matter what season or place we are in, and all that
1: kind of stuff. And another thing too, on that, you know, it's, it's play where your feet are, not be where your feet are, but it's also play where your feet are, not stay where your feet are. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that I think is a really important thing too, because, you know, we talked about the stagnant faith too, and having active faith in the other podcast as yes. well. And I'm going to mix up of what was the other podcast and what was this podcast? So y'all I just know. gotta listen to both you to do. get the full story. But I think that's so important. It's play where your feet are, not stay where your feet are. Cause then you can think of this as like. Okay, so I only just need to grind in like the season I'm in and then I don't mm-hmm. have to grow and I'm just like only here and I should be satisfied in here. And I think there's a difference between being committed and being content and mm-hmm. being complacent.
0: Very you can, true. You
1: can be content without being complacent because those mm-hmm. are two very different things. And I think that's the difference between playing where your feet are and staying where your feet are, or even being where your feet are in that sense, because you know, I can appreciate the season I'm in. I can grow in the season that I'm in. I can play where my where my feet are now, but I can still have goals to move forward. Exactly. But I have to get there by starting where I'm at today. You know, I'm yeah. not going to get a mile down the road if I don't first take the step that's in front of me right here where my feet are. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so important that it's just, you can forever look forward. You can forever have goals. You can ever forever have dreams. That's not what we're getting at As that like you should just know only appreciate the moment you're in. You just need to work in the moment that you're in. You need to be in the moment that you're in. You need to play in the moment that you're in because you're not going to get to the future if you don't start working in the present.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think you're talking about even the last episode, just like playing, like it's something that's active. It's something that, you know, you're not stagnant in it. And I think yeah. like you're saying with complacency, it's basically being stagnant. It's being, you know, not moving. It's very immovable. But I think the Lord wants to teach us with just the phrase play it where your feet are is to be playing, to be constant and to be an action of your faith. And I think this just this the state of that, just the state of playing where your feet are is just trusting God where your feet are in this time and just have action to your faith in that time. I yeah. just love that so much. And, um, yeah.
1: Off you of have... that too. Yeah. Off of that too. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no, no. Off of that Go too. Ahead. I think, you know, play is also that reminder. You mentioned it to just have fun. Exactly. And I think that goes back to the beginning of this podcast of what I'm learning right now is that mm-hmm. yes, strive, grind work your butt off, do all the things, push yourself beyond your limits, but remember to have fun. And -hmm. it's funny because, you know, I mentioned how my mom was always the one to say, play where your feet are. Well, after these parental pep talks in the car, right before I would get out, my dad would always end the conversation, just saying, and remember to have fun. And my dad, like, that's just his personality. Like my mom's in my, in my family, to me, at least my mom is like the hardcore, like she's going to really, really, really push me. My dad is too, but my dad, I feel like my mom's a little more tough love and my my dad's a little more love. (laughs) And so I love you mother. If you're listening to this, please don't Mm -hmm. take that the wrong way. But it's true. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. I think that's because my mom and I are so similar in how we just work and live and everything. So she, we really push each other in that aspect. We're also business partners in this. And so my dad though, has always been the one to just in that with saying, and remember to have fun and have fun. And I think that's what that play reminds me of that as much as that play is the perform, the push yourself, the play as an athlete plays, it's also the play that the child plays on the playground. And just to remind myself at the end of the day, that each word of that phrase is so intentional. It really is it's play where your feet are. So play that word. It's also where your feet are, not your friends, not your neighbors, not Alexis's, no mine, Cameron Dobbs. And then it's where, so wherever, no matter what, no matter where. And every single word of that has become so intentional in my life. And it's almost like, like you can see on my necklace, I have PWIFA, same thing on my bracelet too but it's like every day it's like, all right, what word am I going to focus on today? Like, where am I going to be convicted? Is it, do I need to have more fun today? Do I need to not compare myself to others? Do I need to realize that any position I'm in has impact and purpose focusing on the location, the where part of it all. Um, but it's just really cool. And it's, it's awesome to see the grind of it all, but then also have that subtle reminder of being like, Hey, but make sure you're having fun, like live your best life. It's living a life full of living. Like, God came to this earth for us to live a life full of living, to have an abundant life, not to be stressed, not to be exhausted. You know, exhaustion should not be our baseline. Burnt out should not be our baseline. It's like the ruthless elimination of hurry, as we've mentioned. Like that's that's not what we're taught to do. We're we're taught to have an abundant life. And that's through Jesus Christ.
0: Exactly. Abundance. Abundance is my literally with my word of what of the year in 2020.
1: Oh, wow, Isn't that crazy. Twenty is just coming up today.
0: I know, really has, but that was my word of the year in twenty twenty, and abundance is something that is so dear, near and dear to my heart because abundance is not out of strife. Yeah, it's not out of like just so like oh I gotta I gotta work my butt off to get this done and you know do to, to you know make this time frame or be famous or to do all these things or to get people to see me or like me or to follow my platform. It's not about that. And I think um the play where your feet are in that is Is very, um, the abundance in that, that follows that and that, you know, will follow all these things, the abundant life that Jesus has given us. It's not out of striving, but it's out of the abundance of the, the love that God has for you and for me to give us this abundant life and this life abundantly. And even in the word abundant, there is dance. Yeah. And the word abundance. It's dance, it has it's fun. It's like it's <laughs> exciting. So I love ooh, that. That's so cool. Anyway, I can talk about buns for the whole time podcast. But you have a book. And as a, you know, aspiring artist, artist, author one day, I'd love to be an author one day. What you said you wanted to be a author before you were um even, you know, play with your art even became. So what really inspired you to be an author? What was something that really sparked that inspiration in you?
1: I think I always wanted to be an author or publish a book or just write a lot in general. I am a broadcast journalist. So of course, a lot of that is talking, but then I also got my master's in journalism. So I've been writing for many, many years now in, in some aspect, whether it's short form, long form, broadcast, whatever it might be. And so I really just, I really enjoy writing. I also really enjoy reading. I love books. And so- I feel like just reading other books also inspires me to write my own book. And through all that, I I think my freshman year of college, it kind of set in back in 2017 to – write a book. And so I started writing in the notes section of my phone and I had a totally different title of the book, a different vibe for the book, but I just started writing about all these different topics. And at that time I was also doing YouTube devotionals and just posting them on YouTube of different things I was learning and studying and putting together little Bible studies that I could post online. And I just turned those into chapters. And throughout time, I Yeah. Throughout time. I just, I literally in the notes section of my phone, I had it all organized. I wrote it all down. And then my life flipped upside down (laughs) when I had three brain injuries. And because my life changed so heavily, I was like, oh, well the book has to change heavily too. And through that, you know, obviously my testimony is going to be inserted into it. But then I realized as everything, even just behind the scenes started building with play where your feet are just in conversations with my mom and I, I looked back at what I'd written and I realized Play Where Your Feet Are goes with everything that I've already written. Like I looked at the confidence chapter. I looked at the vulnerability chapter. I looked at the sacrifice chapter. I looked at testimony chapters. I looked at everything that I'd already written, relationships. And I was like, Play Where Your Feet Are literally relates to all of this. Wow. And so let's just make this Play Where Your Feet Are. So from then on, I started reworking it. And going back through the chapters, inserting play where your feet are into the message of the chapter, into the message of the book, obviously made it the title of the book and just went from there. I nailed out everything in the notes section of my phone before then converting it into a ginormous Google doc, just (laughs) sending those notes, like via email to my, to my Gmail and then copy and pasting into a Google doc, making the book. And then from there, I edited that. And then I physically wrote it all out to see it and read it in a different way, just so my brain would almost process it differently. And then after editing through hand, then I just went back to typing. I retapped everything I had written and then made it official. My mom got first eyes on it. She read through it all. We spent four plus hours on every single chapter grinding through editing, went eventually from there to many editors. Actually, we went, our first round was actually to a lot of different editors of whether it was a pastor or a preacher or a journalist professor or a sports reporter, just different eyes who communicate for a living to be put on this word. And then Continued editing from there, did a big rerun of edits. I actually, my life shifted once again. I got a fourth concussion, testimony changed again, added to the testimony, rewrote a chapter of the book, rewrote, changed the order of the book, which was a huge process because now I have- things in chapter three that I mentioned, but now that chapter is chapter 14 and it's not even mentioned and it was just chaos. So then I had to rewrite a lot of that, which one thing I learned through that process was the delay is so deliberate and that every single time I thought, oh, this is going to be published this month or this season or this fall or whatever, It was delayed so greatly, but it was so deliberate. And I thank God every day that I didn't publish when I thought I would, that I published almost a year after because I had learned a lot more. I rewrote chapters. I got different perspectives and it became so much greater than it ever would have been if I would have published on my own time because it would have never reached its potential. It would have been a great book nonetheless, but it would have never reached its potential. So finally in November, 2022, this past fall, It was published and it's out there for the world to see. You can find it on Amazon, my website, all the things. Um, But it's been a a really crazy process of just publishing because that's new. I never published a book before and just everything from it has been incredible. From the aftermath of hearing feedback to the doors that has opened for me to just be able to continue to tell my story, to present the book to different people who might not have ever heard my story, Um, friends sharing the book with friends friends, whatever it might be. So it's been really cool. I'm already working on book number two. It's going to come out within three years. So we're, we're excited. We're looking ahead. But um, I'm definitely still not basking in the glory, but playing where my feet are and appreciating just this still still book number one because it's been pretty special.
0: That is amazing. I mean, the process behind it. Like, it wasn't just like an instant. Like, this is something that I have done in a month. And it, woo-hoo, it came out. Like, no. These yeah. things take time it starts as a desire it starts as something that you desire to do something that you just starts as an abundance of your heart that you're talking about devotional something that you have passionate about talking about and then you can just translate it into writing and it's all accumulated over years and years and years that started in 2017 and now we're in 2023 like whoa first of all um and praise praise god
1: amen and one thing that my my church down here metro life church here in miami always preaches on is seed Time and harvest. And so often we want the seed time harvest, but it's not always like that. Sometimes it is a thousand percent. Sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's the seed time and time and time and time. And then the heart and it's just, it's trusting that it's playing where your feet are in the waiting seasons, knowing that the waiting season is not a wasted season that you can still take advantage of that time too. And it's not wasted, you know, don't waste today waiting for tomorrow. Don't waste the days leading up to publication. Don't waste the days leading up to graduation. Don't waste the days leading up to your next goal, your dream job, whatever it might be in treat those seasons as the training season, not the off season Because the off-season in sports, the off-season in sports is the hardest season. That's where you're killing yourself in training. The off-season, you might not have any harvest. You might not have any reward. You're not playing a single match at all. Like you don't have any output to see your performance, but you're training so, so hard knowing that the harvest is coming. So just knowing that it might take time. It might take years. It might take months. It might take days. It might take hours. It might take seconds. Who knows? But just trusting God through every single bit of it, because it's going to produce a harvest. Like don't grow weary in the waiting. Keep doing the work of God and you will reap a harvest once upon a time, one day.
0: That's wonderful. That is so wonderful. So I asked this question for everybody around me that comes in the podcast, um, but what's some practical advice for friends that are wanted to grow in their relationship with God?
1: I'm going to be very cliche here and say, play where your feet are, because it is my advice to everything. And I'm going to prove that I can relate to everything because I think that so often you think of, Ooh, okay. Relationship with, with a relationship with God. What does that look like? Well, I'm going to think of someone I saw on social media and what their relationship looks like, or I'm going to look at someone I really admire and their relationship with God looks like or my pastor's relationship or my friend's relationship and I want that and that's a genuine desire to have but at the same time I think you got to play where your feet are I think you got to understand okay um I want to be a theo- like theologian from day 1 but you got to get there first by just daily reading your Bible. And I think at the same time, you know, if you're wanting to deepen this relationship with God, and maybe you're at a place where you're not satisfied, like, it's not like I really thirst for the Lord. Like I have this eagerness to grow. Like, how can I grow? But maybe talking more to the people who are thinking, I have this curiosity, but I just don't, I don't know where to start. And I don't know how to get there. And it seems like a lot of time and energy. And I don't know if I have that. Simply my encouragement is to play where your feet are. Read one chapter a day. Read the Bible verse of the day. Whatever it is, wherever you got to start, devotional or it's reading 10 books, whatever it is for you, start by playing where your feet are. I think habits are so so important to build. That's what a lot of this year for me is in preparing is building habits. And it's just Mm -hmm. slowly, but surely it was starting in August to make my debt, make my bed every single day. And here I have since August, I haven't missed one single day of making my bed. And it's just like that. Praise God. Amen to that. We love a clean bed, but it's seriously true. Like it's just building habits and it takes, I think like psychologically 21 days to build a habit. So in a row, Mm -hmm. And so it's just building one step at a time, brick by brick, day by day. My mom always says, once again, my mother, mother knows best. She always says, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. Don't look at the big mountain that you got to move because God will move that, but just focus on one little push, one little step, whatever it might be one day at a time, one scripture at a time, one chapter at a time, one book at a time. How do you deepen your relationship? You just start, you play where your feet are. You acknowledge where you're at in your own faith, acknowledge where you're at in your own sin. Where do you need to start? Where do you need to start chipping away, breaking out the scales and just start there one step at a time and focus on whatever you can do in that moment. Play where your feet are there because you're going to get to where you want to be. And you're going to build those habits. If you feel like you're, you're lacking in faith, if you, and keyword there, feel feelings are fake sometimes and feelings, fade, mm-hmm. feelings can come and go. So you can have feelings where you don't feel like you have a lot of faith. Just trust. Trust you do. Tell the devil, "Devil, no, not today. Trust you're still in it. Like, you're good. I promise you you're good. You might be in a slump. You're good. Promise you. You're good. Just keep going brick by brick, day by day, playing where your feet are, one step at a time, and just staying committed. I think that's the thing. Stay committed. Don't stay complacent. And uh, keep moving forward and you're going to deepen the relationship habits will build. It's like a friendship. It's like a relationship, anything you got. It's just same thing with God. That's why it's a relationship with God. Same thing. You gotta, you gotta learn him more. You gotta talk to him more. Your first coffee date with God might be four hours, but it might be an awkward 30 minutes and that's okay. Date number two is going to be better. Date number three is going to be better. You're going to go outside of just the coffee shop. You're going to go now into different scenarios, different arenas. You're going to go to church nights. You're going to go serve in communities. You're going to bring your faith to your workplace. And once it starts moving around, he's introduced to your friends. It's amazing. And that's a relationship there. And it's the same thing with God. So just treat it like a real relationship, play where your feet are and trust it because it's going to be great. Have that eagerness and run after it.
0: I love that. I love that. I love how, like, you can put, like, I guess this is just your journalism background, but, like, literally, you can have one word and talk about, like, all these different things with that one word, bringing everybody back into, like, the, you're just really good at your job. Like, honestly. I appreciate
1: that. I'm glad.
0: So cool. So, friends, I just wanted to let you know that you can find Cameron on everything in the show notes. Go down there. Go to down there and look at everything that you can find Cameron on. You can buy her merch. You can talk You talk about her podcast, listen to her talk even more because I love to listen to her talk. It's just so much fun to me. Um, So you can listen to her talk and also listen to the podcast that we did on her podcast, Play Where Your Feet Are. Very excited. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. And I'm very, very, very happy that you were on.
1: Of course. Thanks, girly and friends. It was wonderful to talk with you guys too. <laughs>
0: Alrighty, bye y'all!